Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code WELCOME to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code WELCOME at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com. M.S.W. Media. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, August 31st, 2023. Today, Sydney and the Cheese both file motions to sever in the Fulton County election interference case. Judge Beryl Howell awards Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss a default judgment pursuant to sanctions in their defamation suit against Rudy Giuliani. The Proud Boys sentencing has been postponed because Judge Kelly is sick. A judge has denied Pete Navarro's motion to dismiss his criminal contempt charge. An Alabama Republican has been arrested for voter fraud. The Department of Health and Human Services recommends the DEA remove cannabis from Schedule 1. Biden also lists the first 10 drugs he intends to negotiate through Medicare and Medicaid. And he has proposed a rule that would extend overtime pay to over 3.6 million workers. A Maryland man has pled guilty to issuing threats of violence to an LGBTQ plus advocacy group. New York Attorney General Tish James says Donald overvalued his net worth by as much as $2.2 billion. How Vivek Ramaswamy made his millions and a six-figure Donald Trump donor is now a no-labels advisor. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Well, Dana, I am glad you're back because that is a record-breaking headline news day. I know. We are covering all the news, like all the news that's (laughs) ever existed. We're going to cover it today. And before we do get started, I just want to wish my father a very happy heavenly birthday. He's been gone for a while, but today would have been his 79th birthday. So happy birthday, Pop. Happy birthday, Dana's dad. Uh, my pop's heavenly birthday uh, is coming up here in in in, uh, in October, so I'll be celebrating that with you as well. Nice. Yeah, also gone for a while since 1990, I think. Yeah, everyone's like, do something to remember your father on his birthday, and I'm like, I can't find a casino, and no one I know does cocaine, so there's that. <laughs> it's it's I, there's not much I can do to honor his memory other than those two things right now. Oh, Lord. I loved him. I loved him. He was a funny, funny man. It was his ghost that left the cocaine at the White House, wasn't it? That was it. That was it. I thought nice so. job, Pop. Nice I job. So. <laughs> so record-breaking news day. Uh, that is our longest intro of the beans so far of over a thousand episodes. 
And because we have so much news, we're going to do some quick hits before we get to the hot notes. First up, in Fulton County, Cheese Bro has filed for a speedy trial. Then Fonnie Willis said, sure, let's do all 19 of you on October 23rd. Judge McAfee said, okay, October 23rd, but only Cheese Bro. Then Sidney Powell said, ooh, cool, and she filed for a speedy trial. Then Fonnie Willis made a filing saying, hey, judge, did you mean to sever them too? Let's have a hearing about severing. And at the very least, let's try all of those who want a speedy trial together on October 23rd. But I really want to do all 19 at once. And now today, Sidney Powell and the Cheese Bro have filed official motions to sever. Pete and I are going to cover these filings on the next episode of Cleanup on Aisle 45. Okay, and the Proud Boys were supposed to be sentenced today, but Judge Kelly is sick. So sentencing begins with Megs this Thursday and Enrique Tario, who faces 33 years in prison. He's going to have a sentencing hearing on September 5th. And speaking of September 5th, it's a very popular date at the federal courthouse in D.C. Judge Amit Mehta has denied Pete Navarro's motion to dismiss his contempt charge for executive privilege. During the hearing, which I was at, Judge Mehta called Navarro's argument weak sauce. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Navarro's trial begins on September 5th. Okay, in Alabama State, Republican Rep. Dave Cole has been arrested for voting in an unauthorized district. Oh, voter fraud. Look at that. Another Republican. The details aren't clear, but he's been accused of not living in the district he was elected to represent. So he may have voted for himself in a district he doesn't live in. Oopsie. And in case you didn't know how Vivek Ramaswamy made his hundreds of millions of dollars, he bought a patent for a drug that had failed multiple drug trials. He bought it cheap. He changed the name and had his mom sit on the board and falsify drug trials. Oh, my God. Yes. Then he released it as an IPO, made tens of millions of dollars, like 100 million bucks. Then he sold all of it before another clinical trial showed that it was a pile of shit drug, which he already knew. And then the stock lost 99% of its value. So it was a pump and dump. He's an even bigger piece of shit than previously known. Wow. When everyone said he sounded and looked like a a snake oil salesman on the debate stage, damn right. Uh, He is exactly that. My God. Literally. Literally. And speaking of another one, Donald Trump inflated his net worth by as much as $2.2 billion in one year. That's lawyers for the New York Attorney General's office alleged as part of their civil fraud lawsuit against him, his sons, and the Trump Organization. Now, this is according to a filing for partial summary judgment by Tish James. AG, you're going to cover this in more detail on the next episode of Clean Up on Aisle 45, so y'all make sure you listen to that episode. Yep, we sure are. Me and Pete Struck, and he'll be wearing his swearing jacket, so I'm very excited. All right, those are just the quick hits. We haven't even gotten to the hot notes, so let's do that. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, from Rachel Weiner at the Washington Post, a federal judge has ruled former New York mayor and Donald Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani is liable for defaming two Georgia election workers who he falsely accused of tampering with the 2020 election results. This is Judge Beryl Howell. She entered a default judgment against Rudy, quote, as a straight up sanction for his failure to provide necessary documentation to the plaintiffs in discovery. Giuliani will still go to trial to decide the amount of the monetary damages he owes to Ruby Freeman and her daughter, Shay Moss, but Hal has already ordered Giuliani to pay roughly $132,000 in sanctions between his personal and business assets for his failures to hand over relevant information. And she said those failures, combined with his own admissions, compelled her to rule without a trial 
that he did defame both women, intentionally inflicted emotional distress on them as part of a civil conspiracy, and owes punitive damages as well. Last month, as part of the wrangling over records he failed to share, Giuliani agreed not to contest that he made false and defamatory claims about the poll workers, but in the same filings, he said he was not giving up the right to argue that his comments were constitutionally protected speech that did not cause damage, along with some other weird defenses. And on Wednesday, Howell said that admission had, quote, more holes than Swiss cheese (laughs) and that Giuliani was trying, quote, to bypass the discovery process and a merits trial at which his defenses may be fully scrutinized and tested in our judicial system's time-honored adversarial process and to delay such a fair reckoning by taking his chances on appeal. But she said Giuliani cannot have his proverbial cake and eat it too. Because Giuliani failed to preserve emails, text messages, and social media account information from the time period where he made those accusations, Freeman and Moss are, quote, severely hampered in their ability to prove his statements were intentionally false and part of a broader conspiracy rather than merely negligent. Among the messages Giuliani failed to preserve and produce, according to the court record, is a December 7th, 2020 text he sent in response to a Trump advisor's request for best examples of election fraud that we've alleged that's super easy to explain, doesn't necessarily have to be proven, but does need to be easy to understand. According to the records, Giuliani replied by highlighting the Georgia video. Trump went on to reference the video in meetings with top Justice Department officials and in that Raffensperger phone call. The plaintiffs became aware of large gaps in what Giuliani provided because of records received from others. According to the court record, Giuliani claimed that he lost access to a lot of his stuff because it was seized by the FBI in a different criminal investigation in April of 2021. But Howell found that Giuliani failed to make meaningful efforts to explain what exactly was missing or to try to retrieve it and instead gave vague and shifting descriptions of the problem. Quote, given Giuliani's much vaunted experience as an attorney, he plainly should have known better, she said, concluding that his failure to produce the information was deliberate. She suggested he was trying to avoid disclosing information that could hurt him in other civil and criminal cases. (laughs) Earlier this month, Giuliani was charged in Georgia, we know. The federal indictment brought against Trump in D.C. lists him as an unindicted co-conspirator and includes the false Georgia claims as part of an alleged criminal conspiracy to keep Biden out of office. Quote, just as taking shortcuts to win elections carries risks, even potential criminal liability, bypassing the discovery process carries serious sanctions. That's what the judge said. While his liability is no longer in dispute because she said Shay and Ruby win, he still must hand over the documents for the determination of damages, including metrics for a podcast on which he impugned the Georgia workers. He and his businesses must also pay the plaintiffs back for their attorney's fees they spent trying to get him to comply with Howell's rulings. If he continues to withhold his financial records, she will instruct the jury deciding damages to, quote, infer that he is intentionally trying to hide relevant discovery about his financial assets for the purpose of artificially deflating his net worth, unquote. In a footnote, the judge also pointed out that it's not just Giuliani being a dick about discovery. Catherine Fries, who's in trouble down in Georgia, Bernard Carrick, and Jenna Ellis, who's been indicted, they've also skirted handing over all their documents in this case. Seems to me that they all have tons of evidence that they all knew the election fraud claims were bullshit. They will all go to prison, penniless and disbarred. Mark my words. Love it. I can't wait to see it happen. And this is from Shia Capos at Politico, a major Republican donor and one-time financial backer for the former president 
is now a leader in the Florida chapter of No Labels third-party presidential bid. Alan Keene, a Florida-based real estate developer and investor who gave more than $137,000 to Trump-related election entities last cycle alone, has joined the centrist political group in a leadership role with its Florida chapter. This is a quote, I want to help when I can help. I believe in the cause. That's what Keene told Politico. After Trump's actions on January 6th, he said he surrendered his Republican voter registration card for one that says No Labels Party of Florida. Yep. Now, Keene's involvement with No Labels is an extension of the work he has done with the group since 2016, including donating to its Problem Solvers PAC. But it's likely to heighten Democratic criticism that the third party presidential bid will only hurt President Joe Biden's reelection prospects. No Labels, which referred all questions to Keene, has insisted that it does not want to play the role of spoiler in electing Trump. Okay. Yeah. But it has also directly solicited financial help from GOP fundraisers, of which Keene is a member. And some Republicans concede that its presence on the ticket is going to harm the current president. This is a quote from the story. A third party will likely benefit Trump. That's what former Trump spokesperson Sean Spicer, Jesus, I, I haven't heard from him since Dancing with the Stars. Uh, <laughs> that's what he said, whether it's no labels or Green Party candidate Cornell West. Now, he compared such efforts to Jill Stein's Green Party campaign in 2016. Interesting that he used Jill Stein, by the way. And he went on to say West only needs 30,000 votes to tip Wisconsin to Republicans, Spicer said at the Republican debate in Milwaukee last week. I can't believe he's out on the road again. Now, the Florida investor first became involved with the no labels in 2016 and joined the board of the Florida affiliate after the 2020 election. The Florida group is headed by Kathleen Shanahan, a business person who previously served as chief of staff for then-Governor Jeb Bush. No labels has yet to choose presidential and vice presidential candidates, but it's already qualified as a presidential party that can run candidates on the ballot in 10 states, including in both Arizona and Florida. Well, the group has hinted that it may drop its third-party effort if Trump is not the nominee. Huh. That scenario is looking increasingly less likely, however. And at the debate in Milwaukee last week, most of Trump's rivals vowed to support him. It was gross. They all raised their hand, not all, a lot of them on the stage, even if charges against Trump on January 6th result in his conviction. They're like, yeah, we still have him. Yeah, we will support a convicted felon for president. That, so that, gross. That, all of them except for Chris Christie and Asa Hutchinson. Yep. All right, let's take a look at a few of the amazing things the Biden administration is doing. First up, over 800,000 student borrowers have just had their entire debts wiped out by the Department of Education. And I imagine there will be more as the Biden administration finds ways around the Supreme Court ruling that barred him from forgiving just ten dollars to $20,000 in student debt. And the Biden administration's Department of Health and Human Services is recommending that the DEA loosen federal restrictions on cannabis, but stopped short of advising that it should be entirely removed from the Controlled Substances Act. The health agency wants the drug moved from Schedule 1 to Schedule 3. HHS Assistant Secretary of Health Rachel Levine wrote in a Tuesday letter to the DEA, first reported by Bloomberg, that the recommendation was based on a review conducted by the FDA. The DEA confirmed to Politico that it got the letter. Quote, as part of this process, HHS conducted a scientific and medical evaluation for consideration by DEA. DEA has the final authority to schedule or reschedule a drug under the Controlled Substances Act. A spokesperson for the agency said this in a statement and also said the DEA will now initiate its review. The HHS letter is part of the official review process initiated by President Joe Biden last October. The FDA conducts this review, which is then sent to the National Institute on Drug Abuse and the Health and Human Services Department, 
after which HHS transmits a letter of recommendation to the DEA. The DEA is not required to follow the HHS's recommendation, though. Federal law has failed to keep up with massive changes over the last decade in state cannabis policy. 23 states now allow anyone at least 21 years old to legally possess the drug, while 38 states have established medical marijuana programs. The response to the news from the cannabis industry was ebullient. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, bro. Sick vibes, one guy said. No, I'm just kidding. Quote, we believe that rescheduling to Schedule 3 will mark the most significant federal cannabis reform in modern history. That's Edward Conklin, executive director of the U.S. Cannabis Council and Advocacy and Trade Group. Quote, President Biden is effectively declaring an end to Nixon's failed war on cannabis and placing the nation on a trajectory to end prohibition. And the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services on Tuesday announced the first 10 prescription drugs that will be subject to Medicare price negotiations under Biden's Inflation Reduction Act. That's a critical step in Biden's attempt to drive down the high cost of prescription drugs. Medicare, for the first time, will be able to directly haggle, negotiate with drug makers over prices for the costliest medications. The negotiated prices will go into effect in 2026. The drugs selected to undergo negotiations are Eliquis, Zorelto, Genuvia, Jardians, Enbril, Imbruvica, Farsiga, and Tresto, Stellara, and Fiaspinovolog for diabetes. Together, the 10 drugs selected account for 50 billion, or 20% of Medicare Part D spending. That's incredible. And finally, the Biden administration proposed a new rule on Wednesday that would make 3.6 million more workers in the U.S. eligible for overtime pay, the most generous such increase in decades. The rule revives an Obama-era effort that faced pushback from Republicans and business leaders and was ultimately scuttled in court. Business groups, labor advocates, and liberal lawmakers have pushed the Biden administration to take the fight back up, arguing that overtime protections have been sharply eroded over the decades by wage stagnation and inflation. The rule, which is subject to a public commentary period and wouldn't take effect for a few months, would have the biggest impact on retail, food, hospitality, manufacturing, and other industries where many managerial employees meet the new threshold. Thanks so much, AG. And before we get to this last story, I just want to do a content warning, especially for those who are part of the LGBTQI plus community. From the Department of Justice, a Maryland man pleaded guilty in a U.S. District Court in Baltimore to a federal crime for using a telephone to threaten a group that advocates for LGBTQI plus people. Now, according to court documents, on the evening of March 28th, the victim organization received a threatening voicemail from Adam Michael Netna. He's 34. He's from West Friendship. Now, the message referenced a mass shooting that had happened the day before to school in Nashville, Tennessee, involving multiple shooting fatalities, where the perpetrator was a transgender woman. I think we all know the story very well. Now, during the call to advocacy organization on March 28th, Netna made multiple threats, including, and I quote, we'll cut your throats, we'll put a bullet in your head, you're going to kill us, we're going to kill you 10 times more in full. Netan admitted to leaving the threatening voicemail and to targeting his victims because of their actual or perceived gender, gender identity, and sexual orientation. And this is another quote, bias-motivated threats of violence terrorize entire communities and have no place in our society. That's from Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. And went on to say, we will not stand by idly when the LGBTQI plus community faces bias-motivated threats of violence. The Justice Department will continue to investigate and prosecute individuals who commit unlawful acts of hate in our country. 
According to court documents, Netna also admitted to sending messages to state delegates in two prior incidents. October 15th of 2022, Netna emailed a Virginia state delegate who had advocated in an interview published two days earlier for the prevention of abuse towards transgender children. Netna wrote, in part, you are a terrorist. You deserve to be shot and hung in the streets. You want to come after people? Let's go, bitch. On November 8, 2022, Netna sent Facebook messages to a Maryland state delegate who had previously posted his support for the transgender community. Netna wrote, in part, better watch out, baby killing terrorists. Enjoy hell. You're going sooner than you think. This is another quote from the story. You have the right to your own opinions, but you don't have the right to threaten the lives of those who disagree with you. And that's from U.S. Attorney Eric L. Barron for the District of Maryland. Now, he went on to say, we'll continue prosecuting these threats to the full extent of the law. The defendant in this case attempted to terrorize the LGBTQI plus community by calling in multiple threats of violence to a local advocacy group. That's from Assistant Director Luis Quisera of the FBI's Criminal Investigative Division went on to say the FBI will not tolerate these acts of hate and we remain committed to investigating civil rights violations and keeping our community safe and free from the fear. Netna faces a maximum penalty of five years in prison for interstate communications with a threat to injure. A federal district court judge will determine any sentence after considering the U.S. sentencing guidelines and other statutory factors. Something else that stood out, Dana, in this story to me, this is from the Department of Justice's website. And the fact that our government entities are using language like LGBTQI plus and that they are saying we will not stand for this hate and that they are, you know, talking about a gender identity. And this is not something we would have seen in the past administration or any Republican administration, any past administration at all. Now that I think about it. So I just wanted to mention that 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 stood out to me a little bit. Um, Absolutely. I'm glad to see it. And I'm glad to know that our Justice Department is prosecuting uh, these kinds of threats of violence to entire communities. So and it's a reason to vote. And I know we're all going to already get out and vote. And we tell you to take people with you. If, God forbid, Trump or any Republican gets back in office, there's not going to be as much support publicly in, in the, you know, the websites of the, you know, the government supporting and saying that we need to fight against this homophobia and transphobia and the violence against the LGBTQ plus community. So trust me, voting this next election is going to save lives. It's not just about our democracy. Yeah. And and, and not even just about the language. I mean, they, they will stop going after these kinds of threats and will go after the uh, us. So yeah, absolutely. We have to be very careful about that. Uh, yeah, taking everybody with you is a big part of that when you when you go and vote. So thank you. Thank you for that story. Um, thanks for the content warning. That was pretty heavy language. And yeah. uh, we have some good news to get to. So we're going to do that. But we have to take a quick break. So stick around. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. 
A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Liz Winstead. I'm Moji Alawode L. And we're the hosts of Feminist Buzzkills, the only weekly podcast dedicated to keeping you informed while making you laugh as we all navigate this post-Roe v. Wade hellscape. The Supreme Court has declared that all of our uteri are just Airbnbs for the seat of the patriarchy. So every week we break down all the garbage news from that sketchy intersection of abortion and misogyny with the abortion providers and activists we need to be hearing from right now. Plus, we talk to your favorite comedians. Because face it, if your revolution doesn't have laughter, you're doing it wrong. Feminist Buzzkills drops Fridays wherever you get your podcasts. Listen, subscribe, join us on Patreon. Because when BS is popping, we pop off. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play What the Mutt or what was it for the cat? Uh, cat that meow, guess that I, whatever, send in your cat photos and I'll see if I can guess what kind of cat. I it think is. it was, oh, I don't know that. I think we're just trying to find the cat, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it came in yesterday when you were uh, oh, out traveling. Happens. Um, I'll have to look that up because it was clever. Uh, shout out to a loved one. Shout out to yourself. Uh, shout out to a small business or your small business. I know we have so many incredible makers and creators uh, and activists doing amazing things. I want to hear about that. Um, or, you know, if you don't have pod pet tax to pay, you can send an adoptable pet in your area. Anything you want to send to us, you can send it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. All right. First up from Melissa, pronouns she and her. Hello, Beans Queens. I wanted to shout out a local bookstore owned by former Congressman Steve Israel. It's called Theodore's Books, and it's in Oyster Bay, New York. You can go and sponsor a banned book, which they will send to Texas or Florida. <laughs> I live in New York's third. Oh, I'm so sorry, Melissa. That's George Santos's district. Oh, boy. To go from a wonderful public servant like Steve Israel to a fraud like Santos is a huge step down, to say to the least. Theodore's Books hosts multiple town halls a year, and the last one was about book bans with Congressman Jamie Raskin. It was fascinating and it was a wonderful conversation. Jamie Raskin is a very genuine and funny person. He was even kind enough to stay and take pictures and sign books for everyone. Congressman Adam Schiff was also there to talk about the January 6th committee after the report was released. It's like a popular bookstore. Here are pictures of my brother and me from both events. My brother and I used to not agree on anything in politics, so it makes me really happy that we could go to events like this together. Oh, look. That's awesome. It's, it's Jamie Raskin wearing his headscarf. That's so cool. And look, there's Adam Schiff. And I, I love your sweater, by the way. I know. Adam has such a sweet little smiley face. Yeah, it is. It's pretty adorable when he's happy. It is. Uh, when he's, and when he's angry, it's like the most passionate, heartfelt, democratic shit I've ever heard in my life. But yep. he, does have a, he does have a wonderful smile. He does. All right. This next one's from Amy, pronouns she and her. My shout out is to you and the help that you have given me 
and not looking as batshit as the rest of my family. We don't get to pick them. Uh, I've even persuaded my Kool-Aid drinking 75 plus year old parents to listen occasionally. Your voices have helped bridge the political divide between us. I still don't know what happened to either of them. 40 years ago, my father, now living in Florida, was the president of our local Democratic Party. Oh, that's what happened in Florida. Red face took me a few minutes. (laughs) I thank you every day for the clear, precise writing and reporting that both of you do. When you give your resources, it is very much appreciated uh, that I'm able to read your source. Oh, when you give your sources, that's super helpful. Okay, just to let you know, many of your podcasts, I share them with anyone who needs to hear them. My pet tax is a story of true, a true act of animal compassion between two unlikely brothers, a dog and a fish. But <laughs> Buddy Ray has been taxed before. He's rescued from a dog fighting ring where he was uh, used as bait. Ugh. His fish brother, Bruno, is now swimming in the heavens. He was a 14-inch long Oscar that liked to be petted. They had a very special relationship and would stare at each other for hours. Uh, when Bruno jumped out of his tank, Buddy Ray guarded him and then his body until I got home had obvious signs of mourning. To this day, we'll sleep on Bruno's grave. You can't flush Aww. a fish that size. Oh, oh my God. First of all, look at this dog. Uh, second of all, look at that fish. That the dog and the fish were friends is the most adorable thing. That was also a massive fish. Big dog, big fish. What are you feeding your animals over there? Seriously. <laughs> oh, what a great submission. Thank you so much for that. I'm glad that your folks listen to us. Hi. Hi, parents, if you're listening. Hi. We welcome. love you. Yep. Come on over to our side permanently. Vote blue. Love you. Bye. Do it. Do it. We're the good. We're the. <laughs> We're the good we're the good guys in Star Wars. Think of us that way. Next up from Penelope, my 41-year-old son is cognitively disabled but has worked since he was a teenager. We moved to rural Arizona and he has not found work, so he took his love of vinyl records and all music and opened an Etsy music shop. Nice. Wildpeccaries.etsy.com and peccaries is spelled P E C C A R I E S. He was very busy at the holidays last year, but hasn't had many visits or sales since March. He cleans and restores every record and CD in the shop and guarantees their playability. It would make him very happy, happy if our Beans community would boost his traffic as he hasn't generated enough sales to finance Etsy marketing. Thank you for your time. A listener since the kitchen table days, but living on Social Security, so not a member. Penelope, that is totally fine. And by the way, we do have a a program where our listeners can buy one-year premium subscriptions for people who can't swing it. You do that at dailybeanspod.com and scroll down to Patrons Helping Patrons. I think it's 36 bucks for a whole year. And Penelope, you can go to that same spot and get on a waiting list to be granted, to be gifted a one-year subscription. So if anybody's into that, and then everybody, go get your Christmas gifts this year at Wild Peccaries, P-E-C-C-A-R-I-E-S dot Etsy dot com. Look at this kid. Awesome. Handsome man. By the way, production note, this is from our team. We had to look up Peccaries to make sure someone wasn't getting you to say something terrible. Guess it's another name for a javelina. They're super cute. And here's some photos. <laughs> <laughs> I love that our producers are watching out for us. That's a rural Arizona thing. I wonder where in rural Arizona... Um, I spent a lot of time up in Prescott, Payson, uh, Northern Arizona. I went to NAU up there and I worked at horse camps all over 
in that in that area. But anyway, thank you for that submission. Uh, I love this so much. Me too. All right. This is from Brian, pronouns he and him. My son, who is 11 and three-fourths year old, he'll have you know, and not a sports fan, (laughs) I have season tickets for the Philadelphia Union. It's father-son bonding time, and we get to hang out together. Earlier this summer, we had tickets for Pride Night. At halftime, we went to the club shop looking for a new baseball hat for me. He picked the hat that featured Pride colors. I asked if he was sure and what he liked about the hat. In a total matter-of-fact manner, he said, you know, Pride. Anyone who doesn't support Pride is an animal. (laughs) Obviously, I bought the hat for him. He has a good heart, and I'm hopeful for the future. For Pet Tax, I present Lizzie. We rescued her in January. She was a puppy mill mom who was ditched when she was done providing pups. She's a four-year-old golden doodle who's an absolute bundle of love. And after just seven months together, I can't remember a time when she wasn't part of the family. Who rescued whom, I ask? Thanks for all you're doing, AG and DG. Justice is coming. Look at dad, son, prefer that pride night. That's so cool. Uh, this picture's fantastic. The dog is great too. (laughs) Brian, I love this. And I love that your son is like, I know what I'm doing. I know exactly what this means. Anyone who doesn't support pride's an animal. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. And justice is coming. Brian, justice is here. And the golden doodle is adorable. I know. Look at that mama. Thank you for rescuing a pup. Next up, our friend Lady of the Farm, pronouns she and her. Hello, lovely legumes. Long time, so much to say, but I wanted to share this little story of a burb and hopefully a smile. Early this spring, I stopped by the feed store several times to see what sort of chicks they have, as we need to repopulate. All the staff know me, at least, as the lady who wears the N95, because I'm in so often. I arrived late one day, and they had just unloaded new chicks, and the employee pulled me into the back to show me an oddity. Want to see the smallest chick ever? (laughs) I instantly knew it wasn't a chicken and wondered how the little stowaway got shipped to Maine. Want to guess what he is? (laughs) Look at this. Is this a sparrow? Oh, my God. It's adorable. adorable. I took him in to make sure he would survive. My husband was on the phone helping pick out chicken chicks and heard us stop at least thrice, cursing and giggling as we chased the air hole escapee. No bigger than a quarter and finally ended up (laughs) taping the holes mostly shut. Once home, the poor thing caught a chill, even packed with a bunch of much bigger chickens, and nearly died. Mm. I shoved it down the front of my shirt, revived it, and after getting it fed and watered, slept with it betwixt my bosom on the couch for the next three nights, and for a few hours when we lost power for a day before setting up the hot water bottle moms. He grew fast and quickly talked talked all the other chicks into being his mom and would tuck himself under their legs and wings. If they didn't play along, he'd peck them until they moved into position. (laughs) He matured faster than all the chickens and was nearly an adult by four to eight weeks while the chickens were still giant, annoying teenagers. So he sulked. But I ran across some speckled eggs in the fridge of a local natural food store, and I thought I'd give them a chance. After about two to three weeks, I hatched them a bunch of friends (laughs) in several different colors and patterns. (laughs) It's a quail. I guess we raise quail now. They're almost eight weeks old. The hens should start laying soon, and we'll let Peep Peep become a proud papa Pretty good for a warm weather chick who jumped out of an air hole and ended up in Maine just before the last snow, huh? He's a very good model for making friends. Pester them until they hug you and then get a mom to hatch out more. (laughs) I mean, look at these little ones. Oh, my God. That's so funny. This is very funny. They're very cute, though. You imagine walking into the feed store. Hey, hey, want to see the smallest chick ever? I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. 
Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for that, Lady of the Farm. And thanks to all of you for your submissions and your support and your love. If you want to support somebody who can't afford a premium feed, premium, by the way, gets you on our happy hour Zoom call every other week. You get invited to the live meetups whenever I'm traveling. Uh, you get uh, first dibs at um, like pre-sale tickets if we ever have shows again, which I, we're trying to do. Uh, you also get these shows ad-free and early. And it's just 36 bucks a year to sponsor another patron. And again, if you want to get on the waiting list or sponsor somebody to get a free one-year subscription, you could do it by going to dailybeanspod.com, scrolling down until you see patrons helping patrons. And that's where you can sign up. All right, that is it. Do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here today? I do not. Oh, I thought it was like, I do? Yay. <laughs> no, nope, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's like that old Mitch Hedberg joke. Who feels like human beings tonight? And I was like, woo. And then they said, who feels like an animal? I was like, damn, I didn't know there was a second part to that question. <laughs> anyway, uh, I appreciate everybody. We'll be back in your ears tomorrow. You traveling tomorrow? You good to go tomorrow, my friend? I think as far as I know, I'll be with you. All right, cool. And everybody... Because Dina's on the road, we're using her Zoom call audio. So please pardon the, the sound quality for us while we while we get the news to you over the next few days. We really appreciate it. And until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. And take everyone and your parents with you. Everyone. Absolutely everyone. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants and the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. I'm Frances Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. And we're Frangela. You know what you need in your life? Hmm. The Final Word Podcast. Yes, you do. That's right. It is the final word on all things political and pop cultural. Where we make real news real funny. Where we inspire you so you can hashtag resist. Subscribe and get a new episode of The Final Word Podcast each week. It's the news we think you need to hear. That's right. We think you need to hear it. Okay. Yeah, it's what we say so. That's right. And because all we do is give, every Thursday you can listen to our hysterical podcast, Idiot of the Week. We round up the stupid because you know what? Somebody has to. Okay. All we do is give. 